Hello, welcome to another episode of the daily. Hope your week is going well, that you and your dear ones are well. It's June 15, and we're so grateful we can at least move around in groups of five in this period of time. Now, one of the things I try to do consistently at home and try being the key word because I'm not as consistent as I hope to be yet is working out with videos that I select off of YouTube. I'll test them and see how they fit my needs and current level and then I'll use the good ones over a period of time. I don't know if you've come across videos of people who try out workouts by fitness influencers. So these guys will, you know, like share their process of trying out a few workout videos by different people and they'll share their findings, like how the results differ, some before and after comparison type thing. They can be interesting and potentially useful, although I don't really watch these comparison videos to be honest, but yeah, you know, you know, their sharing has a strong point, which is that they've personally tried out these workouts, so it's first-hand experience. And I was reminded of this when I was thinking about what it's like to have gone through something. And as a result of your experience, you're able to give input or contribute in some way or other. Robert Mulholland, who wrote what, in my opinion, is a pretty significant book on Christian growth called Invitation to a Journey, a Roadmap for Spiritual Formation. He was the one who wrote on and expounded this fourfold definition of spiritual formation. That spiritual formation is, number one, a process, number two, of being conformed, number three, to the image of Christ, number four, for the sake of others. For the sake of others? My honest admission is that when I first came across this, my immediate reaction was, that cannot be. We, we cannot place importance on our spiritual formation on the premise that it's for other people's sake. And that would be doing it for other people, like growing for other people, rather than valuing my walk with God and desiring God for my own sake. Now, a few years down the line, I couldn't agree more. Not that I fully grasped the extent of it. I think I've not yet apprehended the fullness of the truth. But I have on many, many occasions in my own life and in walking with others along their faith journey, found myself coming back to this definition again and again and discovered fresh meaning to why it truly is such a biblical definition and perspective of discipleship. That spiritual formation is a process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. And recently spurred on by some meaningful conversations, I've reflected yet again on this definition and perspective. In these conversations, we talked about going through difficult situations in life, whether it's bad health, being wounded in relationships, doubts about prayer, and so on. And I would hear some honest admissions like, yeah, this is something I do struggle with, or it's so important that we talk about these hard things. I'm glad we can because we're acknowledging they happen. I've experienced it and I still struggle with it and so on. At the same time, I also hear different comments like, you know, it's good that we're addressing this, but I don't think I've ever doubted or 
I've never had to wrestle with deconstruction or unanswered prayer, and I'm very thankful for that. The question that hits is, do I have to go through, or you know, do I have to have gone through these hard times to mature in my faith? Not everyone has to go through you know, doubt and deconstruction or grapple with a prayer that is yet to be answered, right? Maybe it's just for a handful of people. And if so, then if you are one of those who do, do you ask, oh, why me? You know, why does God allow such things to happen to me? Why this pain? Why am I going through this? Why me? And I'll be honest, of course I have asked these questions myself and I'm quite sure that won't be my last time. In the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, he wrote this sentence, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Oh, that's a mouthful. But if you read that slowly and thoughtfully, maybe you would find, like me, so much there that is food for thought about what happens when we go through painful times. That God is the Father who comforts us in all our afflictions. He's not the Father who protects us or shields us from afflictions, but He comforts us in all of it. And you see, he doesn't comfort us for the sake of us being comforted. He doesn't console, assure, give solace to us so that we can be comforted. I mean, yes, he comforts us, but it's not merely for us. It is so that we may comfort others who are also in some kind of affliction, any kind, whatever kind of hardship. And how can we do that? We do that with the comfort that God comforted us with. Just like in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18, which tells us about Jesus who himself had gone through suffering and testing and therefore is able to help us when we are being tested. Paul is saying here so that the Corinthians understand all of their hardships, all the comfort they receive from God is for the purpose of comforting others. Even spiritual comforts are not given to us for our life alone, for our faith alone. Like any other gift God gives us, every grace we receive is so that they can be shared as resource, as instrument of help, as ministry to others. Actually, in verse 6, if you go down a couple of verses, it's there again. Paul wrote, If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. The striking bit is Paul saying same sufferings here, even though what the Corinthians suffered was nothing close to what he suffered, which he actually listed down in the later part of that letter. But I think Paul said same sufferings because he is placing emphasis not so much on the exact circumstances of the suffering or the similarities, not not that. But his emphasis is on what God does and wants to do through the suffering, which is the same for all of us. He is forming us to Christ-likeness for others. And this challenges me deeply 
this challenges the way I view the troubles I face and my assumptions as though it all starts and ends with me. But every time I'm troubled, I'm in a painful situation, isn't God near always? He is always near. He is always present. And more amazingly, He enters into my every pain and He redeems it for good. He redeems and He transforms it into something of beauty for His use. He does that so that we encounter His presence and His power to transform us in a way that a trouble-free life cannot produce. This is the way of Jesus that seeks not His own glory or comfort but came to live among us so that he could have first-hand experience of the whole spectrum of human experience and still trust his Father and do his Father's will so that he can say to us, I know what it's like, I understand. I've gone through it and I'm going through it with you. And I didn't do it for my own sake, Jesus says. I went through it all for your sake. Pick up your cross and follow me. And so whether or not you've experienced some exact circumstances, what's important to God and therefore to you in your spiritual formation is about what God does and wants to do with what you experience, with what I experience. And this gives me courage for when I do ask questions, why does God allow such things to happen? Why this pain? Why this hardship? Why me? If I would know brokenness, affliction, pain, grief, and what it means to trust God still in the darkness, if I would experience for myself how God sustains, how I cling on to His goodness, as imperfect as I am, that is how His strength must be perfected in my weakness, how His work must undergo maturation in me, so that I can be His instrument for people with the very goodness and strength He allows me to receive. And that's why our spiritual formation must not be just for us to be conformed to the image of Christ, isn't it? But our being conformed to Christ's likeness is so that others may be drawn, invited along into this journey of knowing God and also be transformed just like we have been transformed. What a perspective to hold on to that shifts our focus from ourselves, right? Like seeing that God is redeeming something in all your hardships, all the challenges you face and pursuing a life that is devoted and holy to Him. He gives larger purpose to our lives in our pain. He is redeeming them. He is the God of all comfort who comforts you in all your affliction. Then you understand beyond head knowledge, but right down to the deep heart level, what it's like to have gone through them. And as a result of your experience, you are better able to contribute to help those in need with what you've experienced. For the sake of others, we undergo all that life throws at us. And may we have a posture that says, God, I don't understand, but I know you are in this with me, redeeming my pain 
that I can be a blessing. As in someone's words, short and sweet, God can transform your pain into someone else's comfort. So would you take a couple of minutes now and spend time in this prayer with me? With each phrase that I will lead in prayer, I invite you to echo the phrase slowly and meditatively as you follow along. Father of mercies, God of all comfort, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your gift of comfort. In all my affliction, I receive your comfort, your strength, your wisdom, your hope. Teach me, God, that I may extend to others the very comfort you give me. Let me pray for us as we end today's podcast. Father of goodness, Father of comfort, of strength, we thank you for your reminder today that you have allowed your purpose for the pain that we carry or we experience or will experience in our lives. Even as we follow you, we pray for a sustaining grace, your courage and comfort in times of affliction, and help us to hold to your perspective of this larger purpose, so that we align our hearts with what you do and want to do in the times of our troubles and that we receive in abundance your comfort so that that be our resource when others are in need. And with this, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Daily. And I hope you've been blessed. And we hope you have a great day ahead. Hey, Pastor Andre here. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.